Welcome to the Finding Backcountry Podcast with your host, Dustin Whitwer. I am Dustin Whitwer, and this is the Finding Backcountry Podcast. Follow along on my journey of learning from the best backcountry hunters each week as we explore valuable information I use to find success in the backcountry. Let's get to the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Finding Backcountry podcast where you will find 100% sponsor free valuable content, at least what I consider valuable. <laughs> The only sponsor is ourselves. <laughs> um, so who is ourselves? Well, go check out Backpack Logistics. Uh, maybe you got a spring bear hunt coming up. You can build out an entire day's worth of backpack food from breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the way to snacks, treats, everything in between, energy mixes, recovery mixes, the whole nine yards. We'll ship it to you in a bag ready to roll. That's the end of that. Okay. This is completely off the cuff. This is another... I'm leaving the office today. Uh, This is solo again, and this is impromptu. um, But I've kind of... You know, this isn't... It's not a New Year's resolution, because I've been working on stuff like trying to be more efficient at stuff like this but you know just like a just a personal change trying to maximize my time or whatever you want to call it and I realized that you know these drives 45 minutes either way every day um, I might as well get some use out of the miles that I'm putting on my truck Um, and so you know there's half the Half the time I'm, you know, most of the time I'm not going to podcast and I try to listen to a good book or whatever podcast. Um, But this is a good time for me to just rip off the podcast, especially ones where I don't have a guest. So I apologize for the the road noise or the blinkers or whatever. Sometimes I'm taking a drink or whatever, but um, I don't know if we'll call this, you know, the commute or dashboard confessional. (laughs) Only the OGs will understand that. Um, But maybe make it a regular thing, maybe not. Just me spouting off about whatever's on my mind within the hunting realm and the, you know, hunting world. So what's on my mind right now? Um, Let's jump into, let's call it a 2023 hunt uh, application projection planning type of a podcast, right? And I'll try to go through state by state uh what my goals are i've already at this point i believe i'll already have one of the early applications out Um, i talked a few episodes ago already about the idaho stuff which was the -the over-the-counter idaho was months ago um december first and so that's obviously over uh non-resident wyoming elk is the the most you know this this episode is probably out after that uh january 31st deadline for that but everything else is still upcoming so i got that elk one out of the way 
uh, so early so that we could, you know, you could get that in time for the end of the the month. Um, but then this, you know, I'm going to try to go through this year and do a little more in-depth breakdown of each state as the deadlines are coming up, hopefully. But for now, let's let's talk just a general application overview, principle theory, planning of what I do, uh, you know, going into a year and then just my long-term stuff. So that's the first thing that I guess we should establish is to have some sort of plan and or understand, you know, what your objective is as a hunter. Understand who you are, what is going to make you happy, what tags are going to make you happy or tick. Um, you know, at my job, I don't do this type of stuff. You know, at the moment I'm, I sell rifles, but every once in a while I get a guy that will call in and, you know, inevitably they'll ask, you know, something about tags or whatever. And if I get the call, I, I love it. Cause this is, I almost know more about tag applications and hunts than I do rifles for sure. Um, and so, you know, I'll break down with them. Okay. Well, what, you know, they're asking guy today was asking, man, Arizona, you know, it's coming up and, um, what do I, what, what should I do? You know, should I go after this hunt or that hunt? Well, you know, and then I start breaking down all the questions, right? What, what type of hunt, what, what type of bull would make you happy? Oh, you know, if it's a 370 bull, that's a different answer as to what unit you should apply for than if it's a 330 bull. Frankly, me at this point, not being like a hardcore elk guy, like it's not my thing every year. Um, I eat the meat, but it's not like I don't mind, you know, buying burger if I happen to run out of meat for the year. And so if it's not a hunt where I can legitimately, you know, this Nevada hunt was a perfect example. If I can't legitimately feel like I have a chance at, I mean, let's say 350 plus type bulls, it's going to, the only hunt I would be on right now that would fall under that 350 mark would be like the Wyoming general tag, right? And that's just because I get it for basically nothing. I have it in my pocket and I'm probably already hunting mule deer. Um, that's going to affect how I apply differently than a guy, a lot of guys, a lot of girls or whatever, who just, you just want an elk. You just want a bull. You just want a six point. Be self-aware and be honest with yourself because that is going to determine, you know, I, I almost get the feeling that too many people hear of a unit or they see a unit or they, they, in their mind, they're like, oh, I have to hunt this, you know, X unit in this state because it's so talked about and that's the one to have. Well, sure. Um, it's the one to have because guys, you know, are after 370 bulls and they live in that unit. Are you the guy that's going to tip over the first 325 inch six point that you see? probably maybe i don't know you you tell me right and so have a plan know who you are know what you're after know what your goals are um, nobody can answer that but you try to be you know somewhat honest with yourself because you know the worst thing i guess is to get <laughs> the worst thing i think would be to sit on points or build points in a state for years and years and years, let's say 17 
18, 19, <clears throat> excuse me, 20 points waiting for some spectacular tag or hunt and then being willing and being okay with tipping over a 320 bull, the first 320 bull that you see. Like, you could have hunted any unit, and I understand that there's a difference between quality of hunts, not just the size of the animals, not the only dictation of how good a hunt is, right? And that's that's another thing to consider here, right? Um, for you, a quality hunt might not matter how big the bull is, but is there low tag numbers? Is there is it easily accessible, right? My old man. Um, if he hunts elk in Wyoming, he has no interest in hunting in the back country like we do and or grizzly bear country. Not going to happen. He doesn't have any interest. He would rather kill a 330 bull down in the sagebrush flat type units than a three, 400 inch bull in the back country surrounded by grizzly bears. If flat out, like just how he is. So in that case, you know, that's what is his goal and that's what matters to him um you know so it isn't just the quality of the hunt or the quality of the bulls or the size of the bulls or the bucks right we're just using elk as the example here um it could be anything obviously but um you know low tag numbers easily accessible uh huntable from a road not huntable from a road tons of backcountry the backcountry experience uh, maybe you like to freaking fish, you know, in the middle of the day. And that's what ma matters most to you is you go experience the whole thing and you backpack in with your, you know, your friends and you guys hit the, you know, you fly fish in the middle of the day and you try to call elk at night. I don't know. Right. You just have to, you have to know what that is. And then that can be our starting point of how we plan and what tags and points and you know how we're gonna uh decide how we apply for different tags in different states so understanding what makes you tick first step one um you know step two i guess is kind of breaking that down into you know mo that being said most people shouldn't just be one right i i've shot enough elk i haven't shot a ton of elk but i've shot enough and and i've definitely shot enough mule deer that you know i don't need filler hunts in between my big hunts in other words if you're new to hunting or you're new to hunting uh elk let's say again of course you want to shoot the biggest bull that you can and there's some states that it you know regardless of what your goal is it makes sense to only apply for the best units in the state, right? Nevada would probably be a good example of that. It takes forever to draw a tag anyway, even in some of the mid to average type units. You know, and if it's gonna take, you know, 15 points, you might as well wait till it takes 19 and get the best units. And so in between those, you know, what you don't wanna be is you don't wanna be the guy who has, waits 20 points to draw an elk tag your whole life and then never hunts elk in between or before that because that's a lot of pressure on one single hunt to learn how to hunt elk and it's not really 
possible unless you've just been on a million other people's hunts, which I would recommend as well. But the point is um, a good strategy for people who are learning elk hunting is to go on a lot of mediocre hunts or over-the-counter hunts in between, right? And so you can see how that, okay, now we start having this, um, you know, that, that type of person would have this, you know, a one to three year hunt, a three, a four to six or seven year uh, window of hunt uh, points that a hunt would take. And then the, and then the long-term, you know, uh, home run swing type states, the Nevadas and the Arizonas and Utah or whatever that take, you know, they're just going to take, you know, 15 plus points or whatever to draw, no matter what, as opposed to the guy like me who like, I've just, I've hunted enough elk that I don't care to, it's not my thing, right? Like it is like mule deer is right now. And I don't feel like I really need to hunt elk every single year to learn how to hunt elk, right? I can show up and hunt elk and be pretty successful on the right tag. So in other words, I'm only going to apply for hunts that are fall under my category. I'm not interested in, you know, bombing down to Colorado for the over-the-counter archery tag um, every year in between when I don't have my big-time tags, right? It's just not what I'm going to do. So, but you can kind of see how that forecasting of what your goals are and where you're at in the process starts this you know this kind of hey have a strategy have a one to three a four to six or seven probably um and then a you know call it eight plus or ten plus or whatever type of a strategy based on what your original um goal was and that's really going to tell us everything we need to know about how we go into these these uh, hunts because again you know you take a state like wyoming elk that we just talked about in the previous episode that general elk tag for a guy who just wants to get a lot of elk hunting experience and you know has graduated from shooting any bull the first bull that they see that general elk tag is pretty pretty deadly option right because it only takes four three four five points maybe six points um you can draw it every three four five years uh and and still be hunting pretty dang good bulls right um you know and most guys are going to be real happy with that hunt in wyoming um you know uh idaho i guess idaho over the counter maybe or some of their draw tags are like that right doesn't take a lot to pull a tag in idaho on a pretty good you know elk unit even colorado's like that to some extent um you know it they're kind of these hey it might take me three to seven points and those are the kind of states that we're talking about again as opposed to like the arizonas the utahs and the nevadas that really you know we want to play the long game there because the juice you know to make the juice worth the squeeze so all that being said um you know you have to map out your course and kind of what your goals are so with that in mind let's jump through some states and i'm i'm just off the cuff here so <clears throat> i know this stuff well enough i think to you know rattle off my general strategy and how the state works i've already kind of done it with a few of these states but let's dive into each individual one and I'll try to just go in order. I'm not gonna, what I'm not gonna cover 
is California. I'm not going to cover Oregon and I'm not going to cover Washington, um, but I'll cover the other kind of Western, whatever that is, seven, eight, maybe. Sorry, I had to take a drink. All right, Arizona. I already touched on this one in my example um, as far as elk, but let's, I, I'm going to look at everything holistically now, all the species. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, Arizona, the first deadline coming up is elk and antelope. They split the deer and I think some of the others off, or at least the others like bison and sheep and stuff have their own. There's, there's probably three deadlines in Arizona. Don't quote me on that. And again, I'll try to dive more into each individual state as it gets a little closer here, but elk and antelope are coming up very first, like mid February home run state. <clears throat> this is a state where there are a few hunts. My brother's trying to talk me into one right now, <laughs> if he's listening. And I am happy to say I held strong for him. He's a little closer. Uh, it makes more sense for him to kind of chase one of the, you know, we're both, I think, in that midpoint range, maybe seven to nine or something like that. You know, and in Arizona, that's starting to get to the tipping point of like, you know, not the real good tags that are in the best units in the best time of, you know, the middle of, end of September, but it can get you it can get you in some of some of the best units in the bad time of year, right? November, December, whatever it is, um, you know, or it can get you in a mid, probably get us in a mid tier average type unit hunting 300 to 310 bulls or whatever in mid September. So for me living in Northwest Wyoming, <clears throat> I'm completely okay running the long shot there. And Arizona is going to be, where I'm because you get a year like this right and if you happen to find yourself with one of those top four five three four five units in Arizona the 27s and 23s uh, maybe even the nines and tens I think in Arizona and they're having a wet year so far right they're in general the southwest kind of western south half of this of the U.S. is getting buried in snow which is good for them it's rough on the deer north of you know the northern half of the country but down there that is a big green flag right we're we're waving the flag this is this is a year so far this is a year to draw tags in those kind of states those bulls down there the bulls specifically in some of those units and the antelope i guess a little bit um i don't know how much the antelope follows the moisture i'm sure they do a little bit but they can have a dramatic, it can have a dramatic change on <clears throat> the type of bulls and, and bucks, obviously. And this is so far, this is looking to be one of those years, I think down in that country, it's a year to have a tag. So I'm completely fine in those states. I play the long odds. And if you're after big bulls, I would recommend that as well. It doesn't matter if you have one point or 19 points, um, you probably, want to stick to the top four or five uh, units and then pick your weapon choice. Again, they have they have some really bomber hunts that take 20 plus, 24, I think, plus points that are um, 
smack dab in the middle of you know the end of September or at least the first of October or something like that. So <clears throat> those are kind of the hunts that I'm gunning for. Uh, slash, you know, I would pick up like the muzzleloader or whatever because I have a pretty good you know muzzleloader setup. So same with antelope. Like I live in Wyoming. Uh, antelope down there, there's really good antelope, but you know, to me, like, the difference between an 80-inch goat and an 85-inch goat, like, you know, it's not my thing. Do I really care enough to... No. Like, I'm going to swing for the absolute. I will have the number one, number two antelope units. If I... A lot of years down there, I don't even put a choice in. I just build the points. Um, I do that in a few states, you know, that I'll, I'll talk about a few... I do that with a few species in a few states where I just, it's not anything that I care about right now, but I'm smart enough to grab the points and just sit on them, right? I used to not be that way. I <laughs> I used to, I was have an app in for everything, everywhere. And I still rarely drew, um, but I just had to have that app in and I had to, and I'm becoming less and less that way. I'm becoming more and more, um, if it's not exactly the right year or my species or whatever, um, or I, you know, then I'm, I'm fine just getting the point and being patient. But elk, the elk is a big enough deal to me. It, you know, again, not my thing, but it's more my thing than antelope are. And so I'll put the app in, premium units, maybe some of the better uh, season dates or whatever. You know, deer, when the time comes in like June or whatever it is, deer is going to definitely be the same way in Arizona. It is a all or nothing, you know, grand slam or strikeout type of a, a state for me. It's either going to be the Kaibab or the Strip, one of the two. And I'm just, there's just no, no other reason for me to compromise. I can hunt Wyoming deer over the counter, region G, region H type country every year right now. Um, and I'll have points in, you know, a few other states. Colorado's easy to pick a tag up in typically and those are places I'm going to spend my time and then I'm going to just keep sitting on you know I'll probably die with all my Arizona deer points and never draw the strip or whatever who cares um, if I do I'll go hopefully kill a big buck and if not whatever it's not worth jumping into some of those you know weaker units especially when you live as far away as I do I probably could not scout it at all if any so New Mexico I'm just kind of jumping on the map not in alphabetical order I guess um, New Mexico is awesome I love <laughs> I love New Mexico no points uh, mid-march I want to say coming up so the strategy again in New Mexico every once in a while i'll get frisky with my apps in new mexico and i'll apply for something that's you know a little bit easier to draw so to speak or has a little bit better odds but because there's no points every single year whoop, we start over you're starting from scratch so new mexico is kind of the one that you can be flexible or play with right uh there's the mule deer in new mexico not super impressive i've had you know one of the probably top five tags in the state years ago it sucked it was not a great year for that tag especially you know the guys like the jeremy duggers and the you know you know marks and those guys that i know that have grown up down there and they know it they could like they're gonna go crush a big buck every year right mark smith jeremy duggar those guys they 
it's their home court. Um, I, I'm, you know, I went down there and scouted the hunt that unit once. It wasn't a great, it was a terrible year for early snow, um, which is what you need in that hunt and to get, you know, move bucks moving in for the winter and blah, blah, blah. And it was terrible, right? So that being said, if you live close or you're, you know, a local or you're going to hire an outfitter, there's, there's probably a handful more, right? There's probably a half dozen units down there that, that aren't the, that you could go kill a pretty dang big buck on. Uh, but the point is I'm still just going to shoot for the top, you know, three, four five, uh, hunts depending on the year. If there's a year where I won't, again, I, I, I use the word frisky, meaning like I'm going to flirt with it a little bit. And, you know, maybe this year I apply for a marginal, you know, again, not a marginal, like, you know, but like the, the fourth best hunt in the state because I kind of hope I actually do draw because they're having a good moisture year um, and I'll figure it out as opposed to if they're having a poor moisture year, I would only apply for the absolute best hunt in the state. We're talking the 2B, 2C5A, I think, maybe right in there, right? Kind of that Farmington area. Everyone kind of understands the history there. It doesn't seem to be what it used to be 15 years ago so don't get your hopes up but there are trust me plenty of big bucks running around in there the guys that know what they're doing so it's deer shoot for the stars elk kind of the same way right there's there's a handful of tags right in and around the gila the 16s 17 15 maybe you know you start getting on the fringes of that and i feel like it's you know 320 330 type bulls um, I'm going to shoot for the same principle as Arizona, but I, you know, every year, if it's a 5% chance, you have a 5% chance. And so does the next guy. Nobody's really got an upper hand on you. So, um, but same deal, you know, if it's like, Hey, this is top moisture year. And I just, and you're a guy who wants to hardcore, just wants to have a good elk tag in your pocket. Like there's, there's probably a dozen elk units there in and like i said in and around the gila all those um and there's even some others right there's some others in new mexico i think 55 the caldronis or whatever it's called anyway those are all well-known units you know you can do your research on what's going to fit best for you but um you know there's some fairly easy to draw tags in new mexico if you're just a 300 310 320 six point bull type guy uh, I don't really mess with, I don't think I do anything with antelope. New Mexico has the fun species, the Ibex, the, um, <clears throat> Oryx, the Audad. I, I applied and drew an Audad tag years ago down there. It was, it was the worst hunt ever until it was the best hunt ever. And what I mean by that is I didn't see a sheep for three and a half days. And then I found all the, all the sheep and I killed a ram and it was epic. And I came home. Um, not, not sure if I'll put a tag in, if I'll put an app, I really try to stay away from as much as I can control myself. I try to stay away from those kind of oddball, like, you know, let's call them out of Sammy spec, uh, wildcat <laughs> to gun reference, uh, wildcat type hunts, right? Like Audad and Oryx and, you know, some of these states have these, I don't know, you know. 
the ibex is so freaking cool that you have if you can afford to front the money okay new mexico is also a state where you got to front the money if you can afford to front the money and you know there's some cool i mean the florida mountains and ibex it's like a once in a lifetime till deal typically if you're doing the rifle i think and heck i mean who doesn't want to hunt ibex right it's it's looks absolutely intense uh, they have, you know, desert, rocky sheep. And, you know, listen, this goes without saying, I'm basically applying for every sheep tag across the West that I can, right? Just a blanket statement. So, but New Mexico, it's kind of my flexibility state, no points. And so if you draw and you don't even go hunt it, almost like who cares, right? If something else came up and you had a New Mexico tag that was, you know just a little above average or whatever and you didn't get to hunt it who cares but it's also like oh you know you could shoot for the stars and have a good chance it's just a really fun state to apply for if you confront i mean although if you get into the sheep and the ibex and the oryx and the deer and the elk i mean we're talking four or five six thousand dollars probably to front all the tag fees for those up front when you apply so keep that in mind uh nevada my home state I've kind of touched on this, so I'm not going to go too deep. Uh, it's a state where you have to buy the hunting license, just like Arizona as well. You have to buy the hunting license to apply 150, 60, 75 bucks or whatever it is. And then each species that you want to apply for is like the 15 or 20 bucks or whatever. So again, it's one of those situations where whether I want to go hunt antelope right now this year or not, probably not in Nevada, but I'm dang sure gonna buy the $15 point at that at that point right who knows right I mean someday I might be an antelope freaking nut or I might move back home or whatever right and I want to have those points so uh but I'm long shot there's you know the the handful of elk units um one of which I just hunted and killed you know my best bull of my life so far the one 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 through one one five, the two thirty one, the two twenty one to two twenty three, I think, and even like the thirteens, the one thirty ones, one thirty twos, one six one, one six two, the one seven ones, all in that bank over there. That's a sleeper, um, and there's there's plenty of other, you know, probably two, three or four other units in Nevada, obviously that hold some big bulls too. Uh, same kind of with deer. The two forty one is you know historically a great hunt if they have a year like they're having and again like they're getting pounded with weather down there this is the year to have a 241 tag if you're willing to grind out a very difficult hunt specific especially the archery and the muzzleloader if you're a guy that can just absolutely grind and you have the points to pull that tag like it's shaping up to be that kind of year. Uh, I don't because I try to I try to hunt too often, you know. And I every time in Nevada when you do these first come first serves, they're smart enough to take your points from you. So I'm basically zeroed out on deer and elk now, and so whatever I'm just gonna put in for the you know the top units and throw up a prayer and not draw. So um, touched on that. Utah, 
Same deal. Uh, here's a big key in Utah. As non-residents, you can and are allowed to apply for all the limited entries, deer, elk, and antelope, and all of the once-in-a-lifetime sheep, moose, goat, bison. <clears throat> Residents have to choose one of the limited entry deer, elk, or antelope, and only one of the once-in-a-lifetimes. So, again, $80 hunting license, I think, as a non-resident or something like that. You might as well be putting in an at least building points in for every single species uh, even though it's you know everyone's gaining points and it's just backing everybody up but frick what are you going to do not get the points right for an extra 10 15 bucks or whatever each so um yeah it's a, another long shot state for the most part for elk long shot state i'm only chasing the big uh you know it's a place with the right tag and the right year like we're having um you know utah's growing big bulls again not quite like it was in the oh seven eight nine era i don't think you know where you just every unit you tipped over a 400 incher every tag it seemed like uh but there's a lot of big bulls coming out of utah lately so it would be a cool year to have a tag if you got the points um but still you know what's your goal there's a there's you know utah manages their elk units slightly different in each each unit and so if you're after the big big bulls you need to stick to the big big time units right uh you know i don't keep up on it too much and frankly from year to year it, it moves around a little bit i feel like you know but in general um Oh, on the right year, like the Penguich, the Boulders, the Pavant, the San Juan, the, you know, and, and again, haven't hunted most of those. Um, but, you know, you just need to do your research. I, I'll do my research and I'll be going after just the top, top end hunts there, or I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pick the tag up. Deer's a little different because um, I know the state pretty well for deer that um you know some of those mid-tier there's some really interesting limited entry uh late muzzleloader hunts now in a lot of the general season units but they have a limited entry hunt towards the end that i think should entice a lot of guys to burn their points instead of just waiting on the typical like henry mountain and ponsagant right um yeah, so keep keep those in mind. You know, I, I may flirt with one of those. I don't have a ton of limited entry deer points because uh, I chased the elk for so long for some stupid reason. But, um, you know, and then, and then general, the nice thing about Utah is it kind of gives you the option to be, you know, in that three to five year for the limited tag and then the long play for the, or for the general tag, but then the long play for the limited. And so I typically try to burn my, my general utah deer points every like i said every three to five years right whether it's archery muzzleloader or one of the rifles on a general season just to go hunt it and get those points because you know after you get six seven general deer points there's really not much that you're going to get that you couldn't have got with you know five or whatever so um yeah and then like i said just you know Obviously, I'm putting in for all the once-in-a-lifetime type stuff, and 
you know, I don't have a ton of points. I have the most points for mountain goat, and eventually I'm going to draw one of those first, probably. But uh, Utah is one of those states, you know, the once in a lifetimes and the, even the elk and deer, there's always a chance they kind of split, they usually split some of those tags in half for the, you know, just a random bonus point draw instead of the preference side where you have to have the most points. So there's always a chance. Same with Nevada, weighted bonus point system in Nevada. So, you know, you don't, it's not like there's all hopes lost if you don't have max points. In fact, a lot of people draw without max points. So you got to, if it's something where you've got the flexibility or you've always wanted to or whatever, you're an elk guy, like you got to have your name in the hat in these type of states. All right, let's blitz through Colorado. Real simple strategy that I have with Colorado. Um, again being a guy who only wants to screw with elk if it's a monster bull tag i'm just banking points i don't even apply uh deer's completely the opposite i try to hunt colorado and burn my points every one to three years whether it's you know whatever whatever archery muzzy i've done i guess i've never hunted rifle um it's always been archery or muzzleloader down there but um one sec Starting to lose my voice, or at least drying my throat out. So, hunt Colorado deer early and often because it, again, said this before on this podcast, it's just the state where you can show up. I proved this. You can show up on a one point unit and kill a 190 inch deer, like I did. And then you can go on a 14 point unit and not kill a 190 inch deer. I saw one, I think, close but it doesn't mean you kill them. And so you just, you know, you got to be hunting Colorado often, 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 in my opinion. So that's the strategy there. Um, yeah, I just, I think I bank antelope points and I don't, I, I got enough points for sheep and moose to be past the three point minimum so that I'm in the draw. But frankly, I don't, I don't grab the weighted bonus points because there's such a huge controversy. It doesn't sound like, you know, that's a whole nother deal, but people don't think it really helps much. And you still have a chance once you have at least three points for the sheep and moose and goat and whatever of those interests you see. You need, if you're if you're a hardcore moose or want to sh- kill a sheep someday, you need to get the three points at least. And then you can just not get the bonus point every year and still apply in the draw. <clears throat> that's kind of what I do. Wyoming home state super easy I you get I'm not even going to touch on this very long but as a resident I get to apply for um, the premium draw elk or just elk because and and antelope too Um, so because deer I actually don't I don't apply for any of the limited draw deer tags frankly for what I want which is like a back country you know big backcountry buck type of experience there isn't a lot of limited draw tags that are better than just hunting the general tag and so that's what i do um i just pick up the general tag there there's 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 a handful there's like two or three that have even interested me and i've never applied for them so um, now as a non-resident that's going to be completely different for you it is 
really worth your time at looking at, you know, a couple of the general, two or three of the general units. Um, because again, there's really not, I don't know, um, there's a few late season uh, hunts that are limited draw and a couple of the like sagebrush flat type hunts that are further down kind of the southwest corner that are, you know, probably easier hunts for bigger bucks. But I just still don't think you're going to um, do much more damage with a better deer tag than like, you know, a region G, region H, uh, whatever. I can't remember the letter up in the bighorns, right? There's a, there's a handful of those that, you know, are worth, you know, the four or five to 10 points that they take right now. Um, Idaho, Idaho for me is, it's pretty cool because they, you know, like with deer and elk, they let you grab the, we've, I've talked about this in previous episode a little bit, so I'm going to go quick here, but they let you grab the general, um, the general tag early when it comes, you know, if you want, and then you can still, you get to apply in for the limited, the really hard to draw or whatever, you know, tag you want, but they have some really quality you know later season usually or rut hunts for the elk or whatever and you can still apply for those and then if you draw you just send your general tag back and you exchange it right good deal and if not then you still have your general tag in your pocket so if you're up and comer if you're an opportunist and you're just looking to hunt elk or hunt deer you know it's a little late probably at this point for deer and elk they're probably all sold out i would bet of everything but like next december you jump on on december 1st you'll get a tag usually um you might not get the best you know general tag unit in the state but you get a tag and then you can still so i didn't do that this year i chose to pass because frankly just i didn't get on in time i wasn't in the line early enough to get the tag that i wanted for deer um, I don't mess with it with elk. With elk, I just apply in the limited draw in Idaho. <clears throat> and then with deer, same deal. Um, you know, I'll put an app in later, like late. I mean, it's like May or June, I feel like, uh, for one of the, you know, a couple of the premium units, just the absolute, like, hey, I'm going to go have a chance at killing a, you know, like you heard me say big bull or a, a big buck um idaho's really cool too no bonus points just like new mexico so i like it and the other interesting thing that i like is they make you choose first they make the first choice they make you make is do you want to apply for deer elk and antelope or one of the li- once in a lifetime sheep moose goat type hunts if you choose and if you choose sheep moose goat you have to choose which of those that you want to, you only get to choose one. And so it really gets pretty good. Relatively speaking, it's some of the best odds, especially for those, um, you know, moose, sheep, goat, once in a lifetime type hunts. It's probably the place, the easiest place to draw, you know, like a sheep tag or a moose tag or whatever. It doesn't mean it's the best quality, um, but it's a tag it's it's a way to get a tag a little easier than most so um or to alleviate some of the pressure on those 
you know, because if a guy is a hardcore sheep guy, he doesn't get to apply in the limited entry deer tag, right? So that's makes makes us choose, right? And I kind of like that nowadays. I, I'm of course I do because I'm pretty specialized, and if I have to choose, I'm happy to choose the mule deer usually, or whatever, right? And so I, you know, some people hate it. I'm sure, I kind of like it. Uh, and then Montana, um. I hate Montana hunts and I've never hunted it, but I, I don't like, first of all, their draw system is absolutely chaos. You have to draw tags to be able to put in to draw other tags. And it's just, it's a mess. Um, all that being said though, you know, a state that from the surface, let's talk mule deer. From the surface, it looks awesome because you can hunt a mule deer tag all the way through November at least. And not that guys don't kill big bucks in Montana. Obviously, they do sometimes, but the chances of consistently killing one, um, you know, unless you have maybe private or something, when they're getting hammered that hard all all through the rut, like, I don't even apply up there. Uh, it feels like a better elk state to me, you know, in general. And again, I'm not hardcore elk guy and their prices frankly are too high for what they probably have to offer i think i don't know someone's going to tell me i'm wrong but um you know a combo elk and deer tag i think now again off the cuff here but around 1300 bucks for the combo now i know what you're thinking you just paid 1200 in nevada well i also sifted through 40 something bulls and killed the 360 broken right so and saw, you know, seven other hunters the entire time. So if you can tell me that's what I'll get in Montana uh, every year with that type of price, then I might be interested, but I doubt it. So maybe some of my Montana buddies, Sam or somebody, can straighten me out. But, uh, yeah, so I don't I don't have it's, – it's the one state I don't have a ton to offer. Only thing I – now, what I do apply for in Montana – is like i said earlier the sheep because frankly it is still the powerhouse for rocky sheep and so it's a point system i i haven't off the top of my head i haven't looked into exactly is it uh bonus or is it preference i can't remember um i feel like there's some sort of bonus aspect to it because I think there's probably some that go on a random. I don't know. I'm making this up now. But I what I do know is it's got, you know, in general the probably the biggest sheep in the lower forty eight at least. So uh I do apply for sheep and will continue to apply for sheep up there. <clears throat> that is that. Um, just a real dirty, what was on my mind overview rundown, my strategy, you know, I used to be the guy that tried to have a one, that, that zero to three and four to seven and, you know, eight to beyond uh plan, you know, I was hunting average bulls with the one to three and pretty good bulls in a four to seven, you know, and then, um, you know, eight to plus was my home run and I'm just not that guy anymore and so you know I'm not gonna hunt hunts that you know don't fit my bill so again let's end where we started 
put a plan together for yourself, become self-aware of what your actual goals are, do a little bit of research. Uh, hopefully this got you started, but do a little more research on each hunt and application so you kind of know, you know, when and where um, you can accomplish those goals. And, and, you know, that's better than most have as far as a plan and in a good place to start. So hopefully this has been valuable. Please hit me up with any questions. Um, Teambackcountry at gmail.com at Dustin Whitwer on Insta, at Team Backcountry on Insta, at finding.backcountry.podcast on Insta. Um, check out Backpack Logistics for all of your backpacking food needs. <laughs> and until next time, see ya. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Finding Backcountry podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Make sure you subscribe and mention it to your friends. But the best thing you can do, leave a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. For notes and links to this and other episodes, please visit FindingBackCountry.com.